This is an OSV Podcast Network production. To learn more, visit osvpodcasts.com. We do get to encounter them when they come to our parishes and they seek us to celebrate a quinceanera. And so that is when we decide what is it that we do. We can listen to them. We can offer acompañamiento, accompaniment, and practice a ministry of presence. Because many of them might have been away from the church for a very long time. And it's an opportunity where we can have an encounter with them and allow them to have an encounter with Christ. This is OSV Talks, a show where we explore topics from prominent Catholic leaders to spark discussion, explore new or re-explore old approaches, and inspire creative thinking all from the heart of the church. My name is Doug Tuke, and I will be your host. Hey, everybody. Welcome. I'm here with Alejandra Herrera, founder of Bennett. Oh, I said it wrong. Bendecida. That's what I wanted to say. Alejandro's looking at me like with a dirty face. Bendecida 15, a ministry that accompanies families and young Latinas as they prepare to celebrate a quinceanera. She's a program associate of STEP and Camino Online Theology Programs at the University of Notre Dame. Go Irish. This is awesome. I'm glad you're here. Thanks I'm so for being glad here. I'm here. Thank this you is great. for the invitation. This is great. I have enjoyed getting to know you a ton. And uh, I love that I was at LA Congress and you were there and I didn't even, I hadn't met you in person yet. And you looked at me like across the room, like a creepy stalker. And you were like staring at me. And then I was like, oh, that's Alejandra. And I ran over and gave you a big hug. It was fantastic. It was. It was. And I have been so blessed to have you as a coach. We've throughout this had a blast. Process. I don't know if blessed is the right word, but we'll 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 figure it out. Tell, Grateful and blessed. Tell me about Bendecida and, and just where did the idea come from and where, where's mm-hmm. the impetus of this? Yes. So I would say, so Bendecida started last year, actually, when I was in the OSV Innovation Challenge. Mm-hmm. So But before then, it's just been kind of like all along my life, something that's over time um, occurred. Like quinceañeras is something that I attended growing up. Mm -hmm. And then with my work in ministry and youth ministry, I was able to work a lot with um, young women, middle schoolers specifically, but then also high schoolers. And so just like this desire to work with young women in ministry. Um, And as I started grad school... I started doing more research on quinceañeras mm-hmm. and learning more about how they're celebrated in the church and working more with them as well. So I would say probably I'll kind of start around like 2017, yeah. 2018. But before then, just the experience of them throughout my And born life. born out of a desire to identify maybe, and it's okay to say this, to identify what sometimes feels like a beauty pageant instead of an opportunity for formation. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but that's kind of the language you and I have talked about regarding Mm -hmm. your OSV talk is like, what is going on here? Like this is, this is this pageant instead of this bestowing of blessing by family. And I I think it seems like for you, you recognize that and you're like, "Mm, there's time to make this better. There to is. kind of fix this. I love that. Thank you. What are some strategies that the ministry tries to teach parents or parishes mm-hmm. or whatever else to do that? Right. So one of the strategies that I just always when working with ministers remind them is that we have to know our students. Right. So the young Latinas that you're working with, what are they doing and where are they hanging out and what is constantly in front of them? That's youth ministry. Right. That is right. Yeah. And because a lot of the time, I mean, I've been quick to judge, you know, all this, it's all about the party and like the prep and all that stuff. But it's like, can we blame them? Because what is in front of their face? And if they were to go online and search quinceanera, 
the first thing that's not going to pop up is like, you know, how to celebrate in the church. Right. It's, it's like, limousines and photo booths. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So I try to remind ministers of like, let's understand where they're coming from. Yeah. And obviously, you know, depending on the group that you're working with, some have been away from the church for a very long time and it might feel like they're church shopping or something. Indeed. And others, they are very involved. And this is, you know, just a, a great moment for them. They want to experience in the church. Um, so when I work with ministers and remind them about this, I also tell them, like, when you start just having conversation, like the first evening you have with them or the retreat, it's like, let's start with conversations about what they're currently doing. Right. So obviously it's like they're planning for the quinceanera, um, whether it's, you know, um, the I mean, the party, the, the music, all of that. But it's like, how can we use those things to help them understand mm -hmm. more of the celebration in the church? So mm -hmm. it's like if we're going to talk about DJs and mariachis and bandas. It's like. Well, you have a list, a playlist of what you want for your consignment. It's like, what are we going to play in the church when mm -hmm. we have your liturgy? Mm -hmm. So kind of just like helping them to make those ties um, to to help the girls to understand more of like, where are we coming from and what are we doing here? And so it's really, again, basics of just like, let's get to know the girls. Yeah, that, it's yeah. relational youth ministry, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't want to I don't want to devolve into that because I actually I think Quintanera is this beautifully articulate special thing for latinas like it's mm -hmm. like it's not the sacrament of confirmation it is a thing that is unique to a cultural awareness and i want to honor that but it feels like the methodology is so much about like you've said this do you know where you're from do you know who you are do you know whose you are mm -hmm. those are youth ministry questions mm -hmm. like it's almost like we just sort of stopped doing good youth ministry for our young latina women and that kills me right that feels like a wound i mean it just feels like it feels like we can we could just could do a much better job we can yeah and when we ask those questions like when we ask them those questions and we learn and hear what they have to say we then also get to understand more their background right of like i had once i think a student who like was half um nicaraguan and half mexican mm -hmm. and so she was concerned of like she thought there was gonna be like a culture clash in her quinceanera because wow of like how the people speak differently, but then also there was people coming from LA and Texas. And so she was concerned of like, I don't know what kind of music we're going to be playing, like all these things. Wow. And it's just like so interesting to think about. We also have to ask, well, one, to help them understand yep. themselves more, but so we can understand them as well because it's like, well, is the liturgy going to be in Spanish or is it going to be in English? Is it going to be in both? What about the parents? Like, there's a lot of questions that have to be asked. Yeah, <laughs> And indeed. that sometimes I even had like young people say like, I don't even know who I'm going to hang out with. Like, I want to be with my family, but I also want to be with my friends. <laughs> and so it's like, <laughs> it's going to be so really hard ministry. It's to ministry. be in a room with both yeah, of yeah. them. Like, and so I think there's a lot to think about, like morality and kind of like these questions are asking of like, okay, there's like, I have to have respect for my family and I have to make sure I'm attentive to them. Yep. But I also have to be attentive to my friends, you know, th throughout like the liturgy or the party. So yeah. they're going out through a lot of things that sometimes we don't really realize that. I think we're kind of just like, okay, you're, we're here to prepare you. Yeah. We're going to go over these topics. It's and youth ministry meets confirmation meets wedding planning. <laughs> I mean, it, and all of the logistics yeah. that go, I think that that's underscored. And I certainly think it's undervalued. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's valued in a way that could be a profound sacramental encounter. I, I think that's incredible. That's incredible. That's amazing. It How'd is. you find Notre Dame? Um, Through undergrad. So I went to University of Incarnate Word in uh -huh. San Antonio. And when I was graduating, um, 
I just had professors that said kind of like, are you going to think about grad school? And I was like, I don't know, maybe. And they all, a few had suggested Ordain, Boston College. And there's a few other schools in San Antonio um, that I, you know, was interested as well. But um, I just decided because of the Master Divinity program, mm-hmm. it really it was something that offered, um, it was a holistic program that really delved into, you know, thinking about preparing the intellect, but also spirituality yeah. and then the human person. Yeah. And it was just something that, um, after I applied, interviewed and all that, it was, it really felt like home and something yeah. that I was really interested Stellar in. Stellar staff. I mean, some yes. of the McGrath staff that have been friends of OSV and OSV Talks, Tim O'Malley and Lenny De Lorenzo and Catherine Angulo yes. and just incredible mm-hmm. uh, advocates. You really, you really been formed by some pretty phenomenal people. I have that's, been. I you have really been. have. That's yes. incredible. That's, that's great. Who are, who are some of your mentors? Who are some of the people that really Mm-hmm. You really kind of look to for advice and motivation and drive. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, um, so one professor, uh, Peter Casarella, Dr. Peter Casarella, he's now at Duke, but mm-hmm. he used to be at Notre Dame. He was actually one of the professors that I told him about quinceañeras. And he was like, let's do a director reading course and let's let's focus on this topic. Oh, that's I was incredible. Like, While at Notre I, Dame. Yeah. That's incredible. That's a compliment to them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so I was like, wait, we can really do this. I mean, obviously, the it wasn't just about Quintanillas, but it was really looking at Latino theology. Yeah. And learning about like the history and then where Quintanillas had fit in through all of that and learning a little bit about the, yeah, the history of Quintanillas and um, how it's played a, a role in theology and in the church yeah. and so you need to was, write that book yeah yes I do. you know you really need you need to write that book i'm gonna read that book <laughs> when you. you write it yeah so get to work on that Thanks. that's incredible yeah. thank you so he built a course he built a direct study for you mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh yeah i had to get a class with him and then i had i think also ran a few things and then uh brought the topic a couple times with him and he was like let's start that bibliography like what do you need for it to be something and um and also in Tim O'Malley's class, um, my first class I actually took in Notre Dame over the summer, um, we I wrote an essay too on, it was just a short essay, two page essay, like Quinceañeras, and he was like, okay, focus more on this, like yeah. let's go somewhere with this. Yeah, um, there's something and, driving that. That's pretty cool. Yes, yes, and then just also, I mean, people in the Master Divinity program also supportive of the project that I, my last year, um, as well doing ministry with young women in South Bend as well, um, so. Just have had great mentors. Yeah. Well, it makes you it makes you who you are, which is incredible. You talk a lot about um, or you've talked with me in rehearsals for your talk and some other things about the everyday life. And Mm -hmm. I love the way that you articulate that, because I think in the Anglo community, it's recognizing holiness in all things. It's very um, we're here. There's a purpose. We're part of it. There's a plan. We get to participate there's grace in those experiences. But I think you explain it even better when you're talking about quinceanera and you're talking about the starting point for young women to recognize the blessings that their parents are hoping to give them. Mm-hmm. Can you kind of dig into that a little bit? What is the everyday life for you when you're talking to a 15-year-old or their family mm-hmm. in preparation? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so one of the things that I've learned that sometimes you know, I think in ministry, we tend to kind of dig deep into theological questions of like, who is God? Sure. Do you believe in God? Right. And those are extremely important questions that I ask. But before that, I ask, how does your family practice the faith in your home? Mm. Because I think in your home. E- yes. Specifically. Specifically in your home. That's great. Because I think it's easier to describe maybe like how your grandma prays or how your mom prays. I mean, you can tell me how you pray. 
if you are praying, you know, but it's like sometimes they're intimidated by that question. Yeah, so absolutely. it's like, what does your grandma do? Like, what does your mom do? What does your dad do? And grandparents and or aunts and uncles. And it's really much easier to think of like, oh, well, you know, they have early Guadalupe in the entrance and there's like candles and just different things. Maybe like even that. to be thinking about it for the first time. Yes. Yeah. Too. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, wow. So that kind of gets students to start thinking about like, what are they experiencing around them? Yeah. And then also thinking of like, well, where do you see that in the church also? Right. And then thinking about, are you, do you pray in Spanish or in English? And then how does that also tie with like what you are doing in the church as well um, in your classes or youth group? But when you think of the everyday life, try to help them think of like, make those connections between what they're seeing and then do they do it too yeah. or believe it? Or do they even know what it means? Yeah. Like, why, why do we do that? Yeah. That you're, the, uh, the practice of that is pretty genius. So give yourself some credit because you're saying to a young person, okay, I'm not going to go internal. Well, let's stay external for a moment, which is easier for young people. Mm-hmm. Let's walk through your home and show me things you see. And they may have never assigned significance to those things. And then all of a sudden you're showing, many times I'm sure, you're saying, you're culturally being formed, mm-hmm. whether you think about it that way or not. That's right. what sounds good in an essay. You're culturally being formed. So your everyday experience has these pieces around you. Helping mm-hmm. a young person recognize that is opening a heart to the goodness of what formation is. It is. It really is. Mm-hmm. I love that. Thank you. Yes. I love that. What are the next steps? What, where else do we go from there? The next steps. I mean, so that is just like every day, right? But mm-hmm. then even thinking of like, certain seasons of the year. Sure. And, and um, I mean, growing up myself, kind of thinking about like Christmas and the nacimiento, the um, kind of blanking out, like the crush and like the um, nativity that my parents, course, my yeah. mom specifically would set up. And so then also using like during the liturgical year, ex- experiences and examples of those things and how like my mom sets one up at home and goes all out. Yeah. You know, and I would dread it. I would hate helping. I mean, yep. now it's like my yep. favorite thing to do. Yep. And then we also do that at church. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, how can we participate at home and at church? Mm. Um, and so just thinking of every day, but then also through the liturgical season, like yeah. what are we doing at home? Um, so you're connecting domestic church with the liturgical church. You're saying these things are similar for a reason. Mm-hmm, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's great. And going from there, then um, I would say seeing how also one they're experiencing those things but then also teaching them more about like who they are and then their gifts and mm-hmm. how they use their gifts and say more about that because that's tough it is it's it's hard for a young man or woman but it's hard for yeah. a young woman to just identify the things that they're good at right. or that they've been yeah. blessed with like yeah. like oh i'm really gifted in this space like that right. is not the norm right it, no that, like you have to draw that language out yes of a young person so similar way of how i was saying about like okay let's observe what's in your home during the quinceanera, um, it's custom that you select padrinos or madrinas, so mm-hmm. like godparents. Mm-hmm. Um, and usually the family, the parents, and the young Latina selects them or just herself. And so by asking of someone to be your madrina or padrino, you are already recognizing something in them mm. of why you want them to be. Mm. Again, you're starting with role. the external. You're, you're starting, starting with, with the external. external. Yeah. And so it's like, okay, so why, why them? You know, and, yeah. and then they'll be like, oh, you know, they're, you know, all they're these always at things. my house. They're, yeah. They're always at my house. They're always praying. They're always at church, like all these things or, or whatever, maybe, or my, my mom really wants her to be, yeah, you know, yeah, they go yeah. way back. Yeah. Um, We're in a wine club together. And <laughs> yeah. So, 
So then going through external and then helping them to see one, recognizing gifts in others. Yeah. Two, then that invitation, something that we do in ministry all the time, right? That we see gifts in others and then call them out, not call them out, but like invite them yeah. into. And so it's like sometimes it's easier to do that with someone else than yourself. Absolutely. It is easier. Yeah. 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 But they've done the exercise. And you can turn, I don't know if you do this, but you could say, what do you think they would say about you? And all of a sudden, it's an internal conversation through the mm-hmm. lens of another person mm-hmm. and you've opened up a door. Mm-hmm. That's great. Yeah. yeah. And same with, you know, sometimes they have friends in their, what it would translate to like court, like chambelanes mm-hmm. and damas. And so they invite their friends to yeah. or, or cousins, whatever it may be. Um, and in this, at this case, it's like a younger age. So sometimes it's just like, well, they're friends, so they're going to be in it. And other times it's like, oh no, we have a really good relationship. And, um, so, so looking at the external and then going internal is what I would say. Definitely, I, I think, I think that, um, you're, you're, you're analyzing the process and then you're literally giving them the gift of opportunities for reflection. And we fail as a church when we don't do that. So we're failing if we say, oh yeah, just pick some friends. We're succeeding when we say, do you understand why it matters that you surround yourself by people who advocate for you and your giftedness and that you're choosing them because of their giftedness? That matters. That matters a lot. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I love that. I love that. I think it's, I think it's a gift. Where can we learn more about you? Um, You can go to bendecida15, bendecidaxv.com. Um, and find me there and um, send me a message. Oh, I love it. I love it. I hope our listeners take advantage of that. It's just too good of an opportunity. I'm serious about the book. You need to you need to start crafting this. You've already got a bunch of copy. I mean, for crying out loud, we started your OSV talk with a massive essay. You've already got this thing. Yeah, You've I got do. it down. Do. You know what you want to say. No, we got to yes. make it happen. Yes. I think it's great. Well, I am, I'm so thankful for your yes to OSV talks. I'm also thankful that as a student and now a, a real minister in that space, you identified a part of the church that really does need to seize the ministry moment. Like there's a moment of great family ministry mm-hmm. and you're kind of saying, Hey church, we got this. Here's some language to help you do it better. Mm-hmm. I, I I don't know a faith community with any kind of uh, Latina Latino population that won't benefit from that. And I think that's a gift. So thank you so much for sharing your voice. I can't wait to share your OSV talk with the universe. It's going to be fantastic. I'm excited to see what happens. It's going to be so great. God bless. Thanks for coming on the show. Thank you. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. OSV brings you these talks from prominent Catholic leaders to get the church talking. You can enjoy all OSV talks at osvtalks.com. Please rate and review our show wherever you like to listen. Until next time. God bless.